From getting drunk at a friend's party, to stealing your clothes, to Xbox gaming into the early hours, teenagers can often make what seem like strange decisions. Today I want to break down why teenagers often make these seemingly misguided decisions and how parents can help them to learn good decision-making skills. Hi, I'm neuroscientist Dr. Ben Webb, and I want to help you cultivate a healthy brain for a mentally healthy and happy life. Welcome to episode 37 of Better Brain, Better You. How are you doing today? All good, I hope. Thank you so much for joining me for today's episode on the seemingly strange choices that teenagers make during adolescence. So if you're watching on YouTube, thanks for tuning in. Please do subscribe to our channel and hit that notification bell. And if you're listening to the podcast, really glad to have you with us. And please do leave us a review. We'd love to get your feedback. We release weekly episodes for brains of all ages. <clears throat> so we'll dive into the content in just a second but before we do I want to offer you a free workshop on how to parent a teenage brain. On the workshop we share the four essential strategies for parenting teenagers to solve common teenage problems, connect with teenagers, influence teenage behaviour and support teenagers mental health. So if you've tried to connect with your teenager but found it difficult to resolve their problems and worries that they struggle with every day, whether it's too much screen time, disrupted sleep, risky behaviour or mental health challenges, then this workshop will definitely help you out. So you can watch the workshop at ologyonlinecourses.com forward slash workshop. That's ologyonlinecourses.com forward slash workshop. Please do go and watch it. It's packed full of our best content and some really effective strategies for parenting teenagers. And it's completely free. So teenagers often make what, what can seem like strange and irrational decisions to parents. Our oldest, Luke, can talk rationally and coherently about the negative effects of drinking too much alcohol. Yet, he still went out and got wasted at a party last weekend, which led to a close encounter with the local constabulary. So most children, even from an early age, have the capacity to understand right from wrong. And as their language develops during early childhood, they can express quite clearly the reasons why certain behaviours and actions are not actually desirable. But children and teenagers will start to make really poor decisions if they feel pressure, stressed, or they're seeking attention from their peer group. So it might be reasonable to expect, let's say, a 14-year-old to understand they, that they shouldn't steal. But they might not be able to resist the temptation to steal when they're with some friends who they want to impress and who are egging them on to nick some clothes from a shop. So the difference between what a teenager knows is right and wrong and the decisions they actually choose to make can be explained in terms of what we call cold and hot situations. So cold situations are the choices they make when they're not emotional and not aroused in some way. Under cold circumstances, they tend to make rational and reasonable choices. But when a teenager is excited, upset, angry, 
or just generally aroused, their emotions are heightened. The choices they make are then in these hot situations. And these hot situations increase the chance of them taking risks and seeking sensations with little self-control or consideration for the consequences of their actions. So this huge power of heightened emotions to influence a teenager's decision-making explains why a teenager, like our Luke, can have a completely rational, rational and sensible conversation about the negative things associated with drinking, but then go out and get drunk with their friends. So the way in which a teenager's brain develops actually shapes how they make decisions. So you often think of teenagers as mini-adults, or perhaps even fully grown adults. Teenage boys can shave and teenage girls can get pregnant, and these are very much adult behaviours. But they're not adults yet, because their brain is still maturing. So between puberty and our mid-twenties, the brain completely rewires itself from back to front. And this brain rewiring begins at the back of the brain with basic functions like our sensation and coordination that control how we interact with the world around us. And as teenagers get older, it shapes increasingly complex behaviours. And the last place to be wired up is the frontal lobe, the part of the brain that is responsible for making decisions, rational thinking, emotional control, impulse control and planning ahead. What we can think of as the boss or the chief executive, if you like, of the brain. So for a large part of adolescence, a teenager is relying on an immature frontal lobe, a boss, in their brain which doesn't have access to all the available information in the rest of their brain to make fully informed and rational decisions. And this is why teens often have trouble making rational decisions, seeing ahead, understanding the consequences of their actions and not being fully equipped to rationally weigh up the relative consequences of their actions when they're in these hot, emotionally charged situations. So let me give you an example. Until a teenager's frontal lobe is fully developed and wired up to the part of the brain which actually detects and corrects mistakes, they'll find it really hard to recognise when they've made a poor decision and to learn from this mistake. So they might stay up late, let's say gaming to the early hours and then oversleep for school in the morning. And in a cold moment during the day, they can rationalise that staying up late is obviously going to make them tired and it will be more difficult to get up in the morning. So they might promise to go to bed at a decent time. When they get back to gaming that night, which stimulates their brain's reward system, giving, giving them these pleasurable feelings, then they're now back in a hot situation. So they play again to the early hours and then oversleep for a second morning in a row. And it's, part of the, it's a part of the brain called the anterior cingulate cortex, which actually monitors our behaviour to detect when we make errors and then sends signals to the frontal lobe and other parts of the brain to correct those mistakes. And it's this part of the brain which has a unique position with access to the rational thinking and the emotional parts of the brain is still being wired up to the frontal lobe in teenagers. So this makes it much more difficult for teenagers to recognise and learn from the mistakes they make which is why they might repeatedly make the same poor decisions without learning from the consequences. So that said, good decision-making skills can still be gradually learned as their brain matures during the teenage years. 
And I just want to share a few strategies with you that you can use to support teenagers' decision-making. So try and be aware of upcoming events that may present teenagers with decisions that need to be made. So listen to their expectations about the events, such as whether they expect to drink alcohol, for example. Talk through different scenarios with your teenager, which may present a risk or will require a decision, such as missing the train home or friends getting drunk, to explore healthy or safer choices. Encourage your teenager to stop and think. Help them recognise when in the moment to temporarily remove themselves from a situation to help them make decisions away from direct pressures. So go to the bathroom, make a phone call, text a friend or even text home. Provide what you can think of as a decision-making compass. Although teenagers are not able to consider all of the potential consequences of a situation, to check whether a decision is a good one, get them to consider whether they would tell you about it, about their decision. So would I want to tell mum, dad, grandma, grandpa to know about what I'm about to do? And remind teenagers to ask for help. They don't have to make choices alone. Ensure they save contact details of contact details of people who can be available to talk through options if they find themselves in a difficult situation. So that could be siblings, parents, or extended family. So use mistakes as learning opportunities. Teens may make some wrong choices and younger teens will find it hard to learn from these. But you can use these lived experiences to generate discussion about where the decision-making went wrong and how to make better choices in the future. So I hope those strategies are useful and help you to support your team to make those difficult choices. Before we finish up, just a quick reminder of the free workshop that we're offering on how to parent a teenage brain. And in this workshop, we share four essential strategies for parenting teenagers. So if you try to connect with your teenager but in the past find it difficult to resolve their problems and worries that they might struggle with every day, then this workshop is for you. So please do go and check it out. You can watch it at ologyonlinecourses.com forward slash workshop. That's ologyonlinecourses.com slash workshop. So it's packed full of our best content and it's completely free to watch. So thank you so much for tuning in today. And I hope you enjoyed this episode on the decisions that our teenagers make. And I will look forward to seeing you next time.